Hi, this is Bruce Kulick, and you're listening to Shout It Out Loudcast with Tom and Zeus. These guys know Kiss inside and out. They freak me out all the time. You're going to enjoy it. The episode is epic. Kiss Army, Tom and Zeus, with another episode of Shout It Out Loudcast. Episode 153, Tom, Todd Kearns. Hell yes. Oh, man, we've been waiting for this one. Right off the cruise, you know, kind of refresh everybody's fun memories of that with Mr. Kearns. It's going to be a good one. We just finished talking with him. We can't wait for you guys to listen to it. It's, uh, it's a lot of fun. It was a real awesome Awesome time, let me tell Absolutely. you. Absolutely, Tom. It's getting to that holiday spirit. Do you have a little Christmas spirit in you right now, or are you a kiss curmudgeon? No, I got a little elf on my shelf, if you know what I mean. Oh, do you have a little ace in your space? Dude, that is <laughs> fucking stupid. I'm sorry. Why you don't like that? You don't like ace in your fireplace or whatever the fuck that thing said? I threw uh, my Peter Chris doll. In my cat litter, and I yeah. called it a little Chris into some <laughs> piss. <laughs> Chris into piss. A little piss on Peter and Chris. Um, that's the Christmas spirit is amongst us. It is. Um, so since you have the Christmas spirit, Tom, we got Christmas a little early. We got the destroyer box set, and we talked about it last week. Yep. We start with the poll as always, buddy. We said, which album would you like to see get the box set treatment next? And uh, the options were Harder Than Hell, Love Gun, Dynasty, Creatures of the Night. The reason Rock and Roll Over was not in there was that they just had the 45th anniversary and they dropped the the picture disc. They didn't do a box set. So we figured, let's take a look at these. 40% of you people are brilliant and you all picked Love Gun. And we had Creatures. Oh, oh. Okay. Uh. <laughs> the beginning of almost human is how i feel when i saw the results of the poll tom dude speaking almost human that was the ripper holding up that <laughs> album the other day she was holding up love gun and you could hear uh yeah the, the poor the that poor wooden like uh pole there behind her so then we had creatures of the night at 23 Dynasty at 20 and surprisingly hotter than hell at 17. I'm, I thought there's a hotter than hell cult out there. Surprise. It's just me. No, I love that album too. I, I, I love that. I mean, I know everybody bitches about the sound, but I don't care. There really is Tom, the one true kiss cult. It's the Ace Fraley cult. <laughs> this is Ace Fraley. And if you want to be in a cult, Join my cult where none of my albums or music or songs are ever criticized. And speaking of the Christmas season, instead of Santa asking Rudolph and his red nose to lead his sleighs, asking Ace and his big bulbous 
gin blossom stained nose to lead him. <laughs> he 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 he's putting a lot of photo. He actually looked pretty good in the photo that his girlfriend did not. He looked good for himself. He didn't look that muppetish. He's a muppet. He looked. He's a. He didn't look that muppetish. He's a muppet. <laughs> Come on. He looks. This like- is my new girlfriend. <laughs> She's my new bride. She's going to be on tour with me. <laughs> Where are we going? Pizzeria. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to stop off my girlfriend's kid at Chuck E. Cheese. That's the only place that sells the fountain coal is in the little mouse shaped cups. <laughs> I get a kick out of them. <laughs> I- I played a ripping solo with the giant mouse from Chuck E. Cheese. Those ball pits are awesome. I think I lost one of my socks in there. Oh, can we talk about him? Nobody needs those POV pictures of you watching Christmas movies with your mismatched decorative socks. Come on, Ace. What are you doing? It's more my rock and roll style of living. It's like, hey, look at me. I'm watching White Christmas. What a great movie. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) What was I talking about? Oh, the pole. All right. All right. Fucking just off the rails. That's because we're that's because I'm usually in bed by now. We're recording so late right now. Holy shit. It's it's 9.53. Go ahead. That's late. (laughs) Hey, I'm up at 5:30 in the morning. I need my beauty sleep. Look at me. I hear you. Uh, so talking about the poll, so Vet Halen, uh, I think Love Gun just because of the imagery. Uh, yeah, but that's not why you want to have a box set, Vet Halen. But I hey, I'm with you on Love Gun. Larry D, if we're going by anniversaries, we have the 40th anniversary of Creatures next year and the 30th anniversary of Revenge. Ooh, they're not going to do a box set for a non makeup album. I'd love to see that though. Lee Bruton, all would be great. I think harder than hell just because Kiss was still hungry at that point. I bet there's a lot of stuff that would be new to the average fan. Agreed. Agreed with that. John Gross, Love Gun, but I wouldn't mind getting a remixed Harder Than Hell Super Deluxe. I don't think anybody's getting a remixed Harder Than Hell. Uh, Somebody was saying that's like nearly impossible to even make happen. Uh, My Nashua friend, Party Joe, lots of great albums here, but Creatures is the songwriting peak for me. I'd like to hear the demos. Okay. A lot of people saying that Nicholas Caruso next year is the 45th anniversary of love gun and alive Two. I'm guessing love gun. Please give us a properly mixed live show. And I think that's a commentary on the destroyer Paris show that was in the box set that we kind of complained about, but whatever baseball and death, definitely harder than hell. I don't know how much extra material there is, but I feel like it's underappreciated by some folks and maybe that could change with a box. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. Um, Andy, he's a big fan of Dynasty. He says the same thing. It'd be interesting to see a Dynasty set. That would be interesting because I'd like to see if there are demos or outtakes from that. That'd be kind of cool to see. Um, and then it's a, a couple of episode specific comments here. Uh, people chiming in in general about what was going on with the box set. A lot of people talking about their shipping fiascos and stuff. Uh, John Schaefer, I didn't buy the package, but it sounds like they got a home run on the goodies. I was disappointed by the sound quality on the Paris show. Yeah. A lot of people were Todd Steele. I didn't plan on buying this or the vinyl, but I bought both. I'm so glad I did because nothing can bring back memories like this. When kiss meant everything as a young teen in the seventies, 
I can only smile and think of them when we had no clue about the drama stirring within. It's a great point. Our buddy, John Rostano. Yes. Mr. Antonio, 2005. I just ordered the 45th anniversary destroyer box set because of Tom and Zeus's recent review. Thank you, Tom and Zeus. I'll take 10%. Oh boy. Uh, and then again, he has a great comment. Nothing like a little easy money reference from T and Z for a good laugh. Here is my original vinyl for my collection of soundtracks. He actually has, then he included a picture. He has the vinyl record of the easy money soundtrack. That is a great one. And our buddy Murph, thanks for the early holiday treat. Thanks, champ. Ronald Foreman, I have some great photos I took when Kiss performed at Tempe Stadium in Phoenix on the Destroyer Tour. As far as I'm concerned, the band reached their apotheosis, imaginatively, musically, visually, and athletically on that tour. A lot of people think Destroyer was kind of the peak, Destroyer, Love Gun, whatever. But uh, yeah, that's some Twitter stuff, Zeus. Over on the Book of Face, Jack Pinocchio. C'è una luna menzumata, mamma mia, mamma di dare. Figlia mia, cosa di dare, mamma mia, pensaccia di me. Se te vogliono pesce, io vesso, vai, slena, se volo pesce, maladena. Se ci ingappa la fantasia dei pesci, le avvicchiozzane, la la re o la, pesce fritta e baccalà, uè gomba, no calamara, c'è già cattà. First off, settle down, Tom and Zeus. The Bruce video was not sent in by my wife. I'm not even married. That's a lie. Yes, you are. We know you are. <laughs> I, I don't understand. I thought he said his wife sent that in. Did he? I thought so, too. Maybe we're just not paying enough attention. Yeah. Sorry, Jack. So we're talking about Jack had put up a video, a cameo that Bruce did for him. Bruce did an awesome job on this cameo. Any cameo I've ever seen of Bruce is always thorough and long. And he's just such a nice guy. He's fucking yep. awesome. Great. And guy. We, were, we, we were bragging about somebody did this for Jack. And Jack is uh, not being so kind to us back, Tom. I don't know. <laughs> um, he also says, secondly, I believe I got my box set before the lovely chaps over at insert chewing noise. Oh, <laughs> insert Uh-oh. chewing noises. <laughs> so I'm happy about that. Great box set. It was more than I expected to get. My one downside, I think for the price it was, the vinyl should have been included as well. No biggie. Still happy as I can be. I, I don't think the vinyl should. I, I mean, to me, I think the price is great. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, I really do. I think that shocking for shocking for kiss. I think that, you know, if you're a vinyl collector, there should be a separate vinyl one. This is the CD one. That's all. Yeah. Um, Greg Gould, that's a lot of songs to review. We didn't. We talked about the box set. We didn't talk about we didn't break down the songs like we normally do. We'll get to it. Yeah, we'll save that for something else. Scott Sunders. Can't wait to listen. It would have been nice to have the vinyl in the box, but the amount of thought that went into it and all that was included Make it more than worth it in my eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, Jimmy Graves put listen to the Spirit of 76 episode. Nice. Here's a pic of the stage set up in Richmond, Virginia. Pretty cool, huh? Nice. Yep. Yeah, and he wrote that he's a little late to the party. So I've been doing a little catch up listening to the hot in the shade episode. 
Paul got hurt after Norfolk, Virginia concert date. They were supposed to play in Charleston the next night. It was postponed. A side note, I went to West Virginia to meet my then girlfriend, now wife's family, for the first time. We went to the Charlestown, uh, Charleston Town Center to shop. Is it the Charlestown Chiefs? <laughs> <laughs> He's the captain in chief punk on that punk. Syracuse team. Um, we ran into the members of Slaughter in the mall. They informed me what had happened to Paul. Also got their autographs. Actually, Mark Slaughter is pretty cool. Actually, the whole band is pretty cool. Over on our Loudcasters page, Tom, uh, good buddy Mike Murphy put a nice gif of Peter North um, having some sort of a, like, I don't know, convulsion release. I don't know what he's doing. He's topless. He was making a deposit, I think. And he said, uh, Jason Warden added, do what you love. You'll never work a day in your life. (laughs) Um, Scott Wheeler adds, mine just arrived in the mail. Thankfully, when my wife wasn't home, I'm loving it so far. Can't wait to hear your opinion. The acoustic version of Beth and the demo of Great Expectations were terrific to hear. Oh, no. Matt Wallace. Oh, shit. Not going to lie. This box set sounds amazing. Like Tom, I'm hoping for a love gun box set next year. As you went through all the awesome stuff that was in the box set, I got so excited as Sasha Gray when she had 10 monster dongs showering her face in shithole with baby gravy. <laughs> I may never have been on it with my own theme music yet, but I do have the catchphrase. Oh, no. Every time my name C-U-M-S comes up, LOL. He's right, because every time you say his name, I'm like, oh, no. Oh, shit. Uh, Jason Warden, another funny ass, but informative episode. I got mine from Kiss Online not too long after the 19th. I'm not much into buying Kiss merch these days, but this one I had to have. While not my all-time favorite Kiss album, Destroy is badass and in my top five. So this was a must-have. As always, keep up the great work. How many podcasts mention Kiss along with Green Bean Casserole (laughs) as well as Peter North, look up his celery recommendations. <laughs> I love it. Yes. Uh, Tom, we're going to hop, skip, and a jump over to YouTube. YouTube. <laughs> the other Steve. Hey, guys. Great show as always. I, too, pre-ordered the box set from Kiss Online the day it was announced. But it became clear it wasn't going to arrive until sometime in December. Canceled the order, bought it from Amazon for cheaper, got it the next day. Yep. Just a heads up, the Blu-ray disc will play video and audio on any Blu-ray player. When it loads up, you will be asked to select the audio track. Uh, Dolby, Atmos, 5.1 surround, or stereo audio. The packaging description is a little misleading, making it seem like the disc requires special equipment. Well, thanks to that, the other Steve. Patent Diorama. I also pre-ordered the deluxe set the first day it was advertised. 11 to 19, they sent an email. November 19, they sent an email telling me shipping would be delayed, blah, blah, blah. Serenity now. But thanks to Zeus on high from Mount Olympus, they sent me an email two days later saying it shipped. I must say they did a great job packaging with plastic and styrofoam corners and bubble wrap. I have checked out all the goodies, but I haven't done a deep dive yet. It would have been at. If they would have added vinyl to it, 
I think it would have been slapped on another $100 to it. Just think Apollo Landmark didn't put this out. I also got the two-CD Japan version from CD. Wow. Japan. Very nice set. Cool. Mr. Antonio 2005. I just... Originally, I just ordered the red and yellow vinyl a few weeks back through a UK provider. But after... Your amazing review around the quality of the product. I bit the bullet and ordered the box set for the extra goodies. Oh, I will not give you more than 1% on that. <laughs> this is Gene Simmons. From kiss. Pinworm. Can we say that the originals were essentially a box set? If so, was it the first box set ever? Mm. Mm, interesting Devin Dungan great episode guys Devin always loves to say that he's great so it was Peter Starrows Vinny Vinny Vincent for president um no and there's a guy named Ray Magnoni I just came here to say hello that's heavy mayo I know I know I'm I'm letting the listeners know okay I thought you were wondering but I do I know that. Yes, he's definitely playing some pussy fucking Lionel Richie 80s music. I love it. He admitted it right on his own Twitter. He's like, shit, I do have some pussy music on my (laughs) phone. He admitted, I do listen to pussy music. (laughs) Well, that's what happens when you have air supply on your iPhone. (laughs) Can't help it. When all you sit there and brag about is the outfield. You're limited. (laughs) So, and let's end with our buddy, Marty White. I haven't listened to the three-dimensional podcast since before the end of the road began, but those impressions cracked me up. As a matter of fact, I was laughing so hard at the chewing. <laughs> the posters, you know, I, I joined a Facebook poster group, you know, and you could tell that I, uh, you know, I was talking to a couple people there and I found a, a music from the Elder Rarity the other day. <laughs> and the photo talk, well, Your enjoyment. <laughs> well, is that an original photo? Is that an original from me? Because I put a water seal on it, and they can see that it's from me, but I will post it online for people to view. For your enjoyment. <laughs> for your enjoyment. That I started convulsing so much that I felt an unpleasant movement. Oh, no. I found myself at the end of a Matt Weller's dick. I might have said his name wrong comment. P.S. I pre-ordered my Destroyer box set from Kiss Online in 2002. It still has a lot. <laughs> You'll get that when you get your Kiss 2020 Dubai DVD. I think that's the Dubai thing is a fucking riot. And I, I know it makes I'm, I'm me sorry. laugh. I'm sorry for those that have lost money on that. But it's like <laughs> that concert is nothing to be like. It's nothing great. It's just a fucking you know, a thing because we were dying for music during COVID. But now think about how ridiculous. Like, oh, I, I need to see. Like, no one needs to see that concert right now. But Kiss <laughs> Online won't give them the product. Like, what the fuck? And it, and it's and they won't give them a refund. Yeah. But like, they like, came r- right out and said, nope. <laughs> it's not like something legendary. Oh, we got the Palladium, Eric Carr's first show. Oh, Kiss's first show in Japan. No, it's fucking kissing Dubai at an empty fucking stadium. Ridiculous. Oh, anyways, that's all I got, Tom. What do you got? 
All right. Couple e- quick emails here. One from our good friend, Wes Beach. He tells us a nice story about uh, his box set drama about how he wasn't going to get it. Then he ended up getting it and uh, all the kind of delays and all that kind of business. Pretty much a, a, a funny story about the pretty much the life and times of a Kiss fan ordering the box set. Um, and then he says, I just wanted to mention that I also enjoyed the Thanksgiving podcast. I remember watching that parade live and thinking oh. how far the mighty kiss had fallen on a float that looked like it would be at home in the local 4-H parade. <laughs> <laughs> Looking forward to the next podcast. Yeah, Wes, thanks, buddy. Wes is um, awesome. Oh, yeah. And we got a few cool DMs with some uh, references to our buddy Chris Jericho. First one here. These are Facebook DMs from Vincent Rosa. Says, I'm an avid listener of Chris Jericho's Talk is Jericho, and I discovered your podcast through his when you guys were guests on there. I'm 38 years old, and believe it or not, I've only become a huge fan of Kiss in 2019. I saw them on the end of the road tour, and I loved it. I always thought they weren't that great because of rock and roll, and I just never really did it for me. But thanks to you guys and Jericho, I've become a Kiss super fan. I've gone back and listened to their entire catalog, and I'm so glad I did. I used to just listen to the episodes that I thought would interest me, but now I listen to every episode and crack up each and every week. Thank you for turning me into a hardcore Kiss fan. Thank you for the hours of endless entertainment. Woo, Vincent. Thanks, buddy. That's awesome. Appreciate that. So cool. Thank you so much, Vincent. Thank you. Yeah. And then another great DM here from Frank Fisher on Facebook. Thank you for the podcast. Most of my friends do not get my Kiss fandom, so it's great to have this outlet. Got into the podcast when you guys were on Jericho's show. First episode I listened to was the Detroit Rock City episode. Oh, shit. I was 18 years old and watching that movie led me to Kiss. Saw them on the 2000 Farewell Tour and my love-hate relationship with Kiss began. Love that you bust their balls, but still love the band. Awesome, Frank. Very cool. Thank you. And Tom, we have to, uh, we can't just end right there. We let our, our buddy know. We texted him these comments and stuff. And I think he sent back something like hashtag you're welcome. Oh, he did. Yes. And now we got to give, o- we get, yeah. We got to give Jericho props. Got to give him props for that. Yeah. And he's over in uh, Europe. I think he's in Great Britain right now, United Kingdom. I'm not sure. He's bumped all over London, Ireland, and yes. uh, Scotland and stuff. So he is over there. And while he's over there, his song Sane from Fozzie. Went to number one on the mainstream rock charts. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. That's, Good for him. That's incredible. Great yes. job. We're proud of Chris and his band, Fozzie. That's awesome. Yep. And he need, we need to tip the hat to him and, and say congratulations to that. And also, uh, thanks for bringing a lot of the Kiss guys over, man. Absolutely. Yep. And uh, we'll wrap it up with one final comment here. And this comes from our longtime friend and listener, Angelo Capasso. Great review. Hey, guys, thanks for the excellent review on the Destroyer package. Um, I'm going to leave out the thing about how he says I'm a tad low on funds. It's kind of embarrassing. Um, My birthday. I threw out some ideas to my family for a gift. My birthday in Christmas is this month, so maybe a two for one special. If I don't get a chance, I just want to wish you both an awesome holiday season. You two really have gotten me through some rough times these past few years. I'm always excited to listen to what's in store every Saturday from the best podcast out there. I know for at least two hours, I can escape my issues and just zone out on my favorite band with two of my favorite people. Weird. We never met, but I feel like I've known you both forever. Just shows how powerful, comfortable, and awesome you both are. Never change guys. Be healthy and stay safe. Here's to an even better 2022, your fan and friend, Angelo. 
Angel, you are the man. We appreciate that. You've been such a longtime fan, listener, supporter, and we appreciate those kind words. We hope you have a great holiday season, a great 2022. And for that, my friend, you are comment of the week. Good answer. Good answer. I like the way you think. I'm going to be watching you. <laughs> yeah, and Tom, I, I think I've said this uh, recently a couple times. I, I know I started organizing because my fucking stupid OCD shit, all our old email. And I'm putting away episode like two, episode three emails, episode five, six, whatever. One of the earliest ones we got, one of the earliest, listen, Angelo. Yep. And absolutely. He's been there since the beginning. Love that. He's part of the family. Yeah. We we appreciate the kind words. Happy holidays to you and yours and to all our awesome listeners and fans. Another shout out. I, I won't open anything because I just don't because I open everything on Christmas. Gary Cap. We got to give him a shout out. Oh, absolutely. We Gary's was going to get to been, that. Yeah. Gary's always been great to us, but Gary sent something. I, I don't want to say, but he sent something, both Tom and I way too kind, way too nice of a guy. Gary, we love you and thank you. And you're the best buddy. Yeah, absolutely. Gary, uh, just can't even begin to thank you for your kindness um, and just your thoughtfulness. And uh, you know, again, you're another longtime fan, family member of uh shout it out loud castle. Thank you, my friend. Gary's awesome. Yep. Now, speaking of family, we have a Patreon family and that Patreon family, Tom keeps growing. Hell yeah. Just last week, three new demon tier members. Woo. Wow. Chris Hall, Joshua Smith, Joe Decker. Thank you for joining the uh, Patreon family of shout it out loud cast. Thank you for helping us. Uh, we tip our hat, salute you, and we really appreciate your support. Uh, again, we always like to say how much we love and appreciate our Patreon family. Well, we just got three new members, Joe, Joshua, and Chris. I think it's because they want to push Sabotage Hall of the Mountain King for album review crew episode. Oh, God. No. Um, but regardless, they joined Patreon. And Patreon for us is somewhere where people can come. Uh, contribute to the show, different couple tiers. We have four tiers there. And uh, when they help and support the show, they get some perks back, you know, whether it be stickers, whether it be videos, whether it be input, whether it be shirts, they're part of the family. So we got three new members in the gene tier. Yes, we put gene as the highest tier. Uh, we actually, we called it the demon tier, right, Tom? Yep. And that's right. Yeah. And so <laughs> that was very genial. That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, you know, I believe mine should be the highest one. Anyway. <laughs> hey, where the fuck is mine? You're in the $2 tier. You can pay, pay me in space quarters. Um, space hey, quarters. <laughs> the fuck? Hey, fuckos, why am I fucking dead last? Yeah, we're paying you in fucking wooden nickels, all right, Peter? Which, Relax. Which, which which reminds me of the video, which that fucking video with Kiss arguing and that computer voice. Oh, Peter, Chris, we got to do an episode just on Pete, that. Peter, Chris, the answer to all your stupid questions is 
It's because I'm Ace Fraley and you're Peter Chris. <laughs> Regardless, back to Patreon. We love our Patreon family. We can't thank you enough. You guys have been tremendous. We've only been at it for only a year, and it's grown way beyond what we thought we would. And it's been so great, and it's been so helpful to the show. And uh, we appreciate and love our Patreon family. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, huge, huge kudos and shout out to Chris Hall, Joshua Smith, and Joe Decker. And to everybody in the Patreon family, we can't thank you guys enough. Uh, just eternally grateful for what you guys are doing to help the show grow. Uh, and, and we're just, we're so thankful for it. I want to give a special little shout out to Josh Smith um, because he posted a video on our shout it out loudcasters, Facebook page of him playing bass and guitar for Detroit rock city. And he edited the video. So he's like switching back and forth between bass and guitar. Really, really cool stuff. Uh, kudos yep. to you, Josh. Yep. That was a really entertaining video. Very, very, very well done. So guys, check that out. If you're a part of the loudcasters, Josh does a really good job there. So that was very cool to see. Yeah. And uh, God bless Tom, who helps most run the Patreon site and the interaction there. It's like, a, it's like our, I don't know, our fourth uh, social media account. Yeah. We love great. it. And they yep. get and and we we're constantly talking with them and they're all very excited because now we've opened up the album review crew uh, part of our show for suggestions from them oh, boy. and their submissions for what we'll review next and the album review crew. And it's funny because we haven't even officially opened up submissions, but people are like. Uh, whenever you're ready, uh, this is the album that I want. I'm like, oh, God, here it comes. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a fucking blast. It's going to yeah, be fun. Uh, I can't wait. But thank you again to the three, Joe, Joshua, and Chris. Yes. And thank you to all our Patreon family. And uh, Tom, what we do next is we go over to Kiss World. What's going on over there? Well, our good friend Pandemic Paul tweeted a <laughs> tweeted a picture of him drinking a coffee at six o'clock in the morning, bragging about how he's getting ready for more Soul Station. Ay, ay, ay. All right. And someone made the excellent point. Now, I told you when we reviewed Soul Station, I like the album. I really Me do. I did, too. Okay? Um, someone made the point. Paul, Gene, you guys complain that nobody wants to buy new Kiss music. Yet you think they want to buy Soul Station music? Perfectly said. Perfectly oh said. Oh, my God. Absolutely. Um, yep. That's yep. a great criticism. It's just the fact that they box themselves in with these answers. Just yeah. say, I don't want to do a new Kiss album. I just, you know what? I got to feel it. I, I, I just don't feel it right now. I want to do different type of music. That's more believable or better for us to swallow than there's no money in the record industry. And there's money in a fucking Soul Station record? Or your asshole fucking I think what it solo album for, for me, what it shows is that Paul Paul has the passion and the energy and God bless him, the passion, and the energy to do soul station music. And that's great. But what it tells me also is that he does not have the passion and the energy to do kiss music, which is why we criticize them a little bit for some of the end of the road performances and set lists, because it sometimes it does look like it's a little bit of a drag for them. It's laziness. It, Let's that's be what honest. I'm saying. In the, in it's the, comfort. It, they can get away with it. Fuck it. Why do I have to do this? They'll fuck them. They'll put up with me singing love gun and war machine and say, yeah, a million times. They're not going to 
you know, they're still going to show up. Yep. So this is the kind of criticisms you open yourself up with. He does have the passion to do socialism. He has no passion to do kiss, but Correct. it also a little devil's advocate, the little one. It's also a big undertaking to put new kiss music along with it comes all this fucking expectation and baggage of trying to do a new kiss. What's the album cover? What are you wearing? Do you have new outfits? Who's writing what song? Are you using outside guys? Oh, how many jeans? Like, yeah, he's they probably they probably he's like, written, I don't, they, they, yeah, I don't want to deal with that shit. Yeah, they're not prepared for the all the kickback from all the kiss nerds and idiots on on Facebook that are gonna be like, well, oh, what the f-? like? It's probably like fuck it. Like, it's why when I could just do Soul Station, it's everything that I want, and I don't give a shit. I have enough money, I can make it, and you know, if we make our money back, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, no, so you're right. Him. It no, is what right. it is. But you're anyways, right. um, what do we got next? Uh, so Eddie Trunk had uh, in his podcast it dropped, I think, believe it was last Thursday. It was uh, a tribute to the, the 30 year passing of Eric Carr. Uh, and he had uh, interviews from his Sirius XM show uh, previously in that week that he put onto his podcast. They were quick, quick interviews with uh, Ace and Bruce about Eric. Yeah. The Bruce interview was was great. You know, Bruce, well-spoken, loves Eric. A lot, a lot of great things to say. The Ace interview, <laughs> it was really, I felt bad for Eddie. Ace was like, hey, you know me. My memory's terrible. I don't remember that. And then Eddie would be like, okay, well, you know, bat, like Eddie would put together this really well-phrased question, you know, and Ace would be like, I'm not really sure about <laughs> that, Eddie. You know, I don't really remember. You know me. I can't hear very well from my it- left ear. Come over it, here and tickle me. It was, it was, it was bad. And 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 again, poor Eddie was like, "Yeah, okay, all right, uh, yeah, okay." And, and you, I'm telling you, go listen to it. It's like the worst and most incoherent I've ever heard. Ace. It was, yeah, and then it's like coaching him and, and like helping him along with the questions and the but answers. But the coaching and- didn't even help. That's how bad it was <laughs> for poor Eddie. Why do you fucking say? Yeah, Eddie, you know me. I just I can't remember anything. That's that sounds right if that's what you think happened. That was awful. <laughs> and then uh then there was some fun stuff with uh you know Kiss and my other one of my other favorite bands, the Foo Fighters. Uh so they were doing a show in Vegas and Gene Simmons came out. It was funny because uh Ooh. Dave Grohl is uh, telling a fan in the audience. He says, I don't think that looks like Gene. A, a fan had makeup on. He's like, I'm not sure what that is. And then Dave Grohl does a little uh, impersonation of Gene Simmons. And they stop playing like the little beginning of Colin Dr. Love. And then Grohl goes, we can't do this in front of Gene Simmons. Then he motions to the side of the stage and he said, Gene, come out and show him. So Gene comes out, um, comes out in a leather jacket, baseball cap, face mask, <laughs> uh, makes his way over to over to Dave and it, it appeared to, that he gave him a dollar bill as like a, as like a tip. <laughs> um, and then Dave Grohl says to the crowd, all right, we got a great show here. Listen, Gene Simmons, he goes, I had posters of this motherfucker on my wall when I was a kid. Hold on. Let me rephrase that. I still have Gene Simmons on my fucking wall at home. Um, it was really cool stuff. And then it was also interesting too, because earlier Dave Grohl had this, this, uh, this thing that he was doing as part of a, a Hanukkah series where he was painted, you know, he, he painted himself as Gene. He was playing the drums. They did a little cover of rock and roll all night. 
Uh, so a lot of cool stuff for me, especially as a Foo Fighters fan with uh, Kiss and Dave Grohl, because D- Dave's a huge Kiss fan. So that was kind of cool to see. For for what holiday? Hanukkah. <laughs> what? <laughs> you have something in your throat there. Uh, Hanukkah. <laughs> it's not Hanukkah? Hanukkah. It's Hanukkah? Hanukkah. Okay. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's uh, call it uh, Hanukkah season. Hanukkah. Fucking Boston accent, Hanukkah. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, that was pretty cool. I liked the video. The guy's playing, rocking the, the guitar, standing oh, was keyboard. Great. That was fun. And, and Dave does a great job doing rock and roll uh, all night Yep, uh, in makeup and playing the drums, of course. Yep. Yeah, he's a great fucking. I mean, I'm sorry. I know people are so fatigued of David Grohl, but I think yeah. he's great. It's okay. I, I still think he's great. It's okay. And then, and then we had uh, this actually happened today. So Jeremy Asbrock tweeted out uh, a picture of the newest issue of Guitar Player magazine. And the cover story is the 45th anniversary exclusive Destroyer. It's got a really awesome uh, photo of the band on the cover. Um, and it says Kiss, Paul, Gene and Ace on the album that turned the mutants of rock into gods of thunder. Notice there's no no mention of Peter there. But uh Jeremy tweeted out because then he takes a picture. There's an article inside called enter the talisman. How Ryan Spencer cook, Jeremy Asbrock and Philip shows gave Gene and ACE their grooves back. Then it's an article about them and how they're performing the kiss songs and performing with Gene and ACE. Uh, very cool stuff. So kudos to all those guys and uh, definitely try to grab a copy of that issue of guitar player magazine for your collection. Yeah. And other than the fucking kiss online, driving everybody nuts. Um, yeah, that's what really has been going on, uh, right now. Correct. Yep. Yep. There is that, uh, you know, and we'll talk about a little bit later on the Todd Kearns, Bruce Kulick band. Yep. Uh, show coming up in Vegas though, pretty soon, I believe too. That's right. At the end of the month. Yep. End of December. Yep. Yeah. So we want to make sure you guys look, if I had the capability of getting out to Vegas before the end, I would be there in a second. Oh, hell yeah. We will talk about that a little bit in the interview. But, uh, yeah, that's also coming up as well. And you guys take a look at that. And uh, also, if you're interested, Ace is still hawking his Ace Friendly cassettes. Oh, box God. Set. <laughs> oh, yeah, because, you know, my 84 Chrysler still has a cassette player. And it's I listen to all my music. I I have it on my I, I have a boom box set up on my Huffy, my Huffy bike. And it's I put bungee them on- to the back. In my and I put something through the spokes of my mags and mushroom grips. <laughs> he can't ride a bike. Come on now. There's oh no God. way he's riding a fucking bike. <laughs> he got hit by a bike. <laughs> Poor Ace. Poor Ace. Gotta love him. Oh, Anyways, God. um, Tom, let's take a quick little break while I while I help Ace learn how to ride a bike, and we'll be right back. Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain here. You caught me just finishing up some editing on Getting Real with John and Beth. I want to share my first experience with Factor Meals for you. I think you'll find this interesting because I bet the same thing happens to you. I had just received my first shipment from Factor Meals the other day, and I was excited to try one of the prepared restaurant-quality meals for myself. 
Anyway, I was working away and noticed it was very late and it was my night to make dinner. I jumped up and headed to the kitchen, went to grab the ingredients for the dish I was going to make and realized I was missing a prime ingredient. Well, I could make a run to the store or I could make one of my new factor meals. <laughs> Actually, the choice was easy. I grabbed a cavatappi, an Italian-style pork ragu with garlic broccoli, heated the oven per instructions, and minutes later was enjoying a very delicious, nutritious, and dietitian approved meal. It really was everything factor meals said it would be. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. Take it from me and head to factormeals.com slash pantheon50 and use the code Pantheon50 to get 50% off. That's factormeals.com slash Pantheon50 and use the code Pantheon50 to get 50% off. Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain again with something every podcast listener and music junkie needs to hear. As I'm sure you can guess, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I also listen to a lot of music, so having high-quality headphones and earbuds are absolutely critical to my day. Oh, and I have numerous pairs. In fact, I have a junk drawer of used devices that have bitten the dust, so I've tried them all. Recently, I was sent a pair of earbuds by Raycon, and the first thing I noticed was the cost. Uh, looks like their products are about half the price of other premium brands. Okay, that's cool. And the reviews seem pretty stellar. Okay, checks that box. So I got my Raycon Everyday Earbuds, a nice packaging to open, and what I immediately noticed were the pack of ear tips for sizing. Uh, I'll tell you, I have small ear canals. Uh, I know a flaw. So to see choices for the best fit, uh, especially while exercising, oh yeah. And yes, they were immediately comfortable. Sound quality was great too. Plus I have three EQ options that I love because I like more bass in my music and less in the podcasts. Eight hours of playtime for the battery is great as well. Surround sound, noise canceling, and awareness mode all included. I think I'm in business, and I just realized I've had them in all day. Like I said, super comfortable. Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, and we're back. Uh, that was interesting. Uh, watching Ace trying to ride a bike. Uh, I'm going to go back and set up some Hanukkah decorations for everybody. Ace over here. I'll show you how to do bunny hops <laughs> while riding my electric bike through through picnic baskets and stuff in, in California. Yeah, no wonder he rides 25-mile bike rides. He's not fucking moving his legs. He's got that fucking little electric battery-powered thing in there. Yeah, we know <laughs> regardless. Anyway, Tom, uh, we went to the Kiss Cruise, as you all know, and uh, you've listened to the Kiss Cruise reviews. 
You've heard us brag and go on and on about Bruce's band with Todd Kearns. Well, we've had opportunity over, you know, I wouldn't say just now, but even for a while in social media and stuff, we've been communicating here and there with Todd. Yep. Always gracious, always nice, always kind. And uh, we got an opportunity to bring him on, but we wanted to talk to him after we saw him live, yeah. which you gave us a lot, you know, uh, a better understanding of what he, you know, what he can bring to the table of, of his performance uh, capabilities and all that stuff. And um, I know I personally was excited to talk to him, Tom. I think you were too. I was thrilled. Um you know, setting up the interview. He was so gracious with his time. Uh, we're just, we're so excited for you guys to hear this. And, uh, you know, without further ado, here we go. All right. So our guest tonight, we are very, very excited here on Shout It Out Loudcast to have one of the hardest working men in all of rock music right now, a man of many talents, most notably, you know him as the longtime bassist for Slash's Incredible Band. He started an amazing band last year called Minefield, featuring Ace Frehley's drummer Matt Starr and Jeremy Asbrook from the Talisman and also Gene Simmons and Ace Frehley's band. But mm-hmm. he's here because of what he is doing right now with Bruce Kulick's amazing band. We are so excited. Fresh off the Kiss Cruise, all of us here, the great Todd, damn it, Kearns. <laughs> and he's holding up a Bruce Kulick doll with the radioactive outfit on. That is fantastic, Todd. It's a bobblehead, man. I got it oh. for my birthday right from the right from oh, the, the horse's right. mouth. Yeah, that is awesome. Todd, welcome. Thank you so much for taking some time. This is very exciting for us. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. It's, it's really uh, like I said, I'm familiar with the with what you guys do. And I'm excited to dig in, get my hands awesome. dirty. Awesome. Nope. Yeah. That's, this is the place for that. He's going to end up, <laughs> he's going to end up dirty when he's hanging out with us for too long. So we'll try to, you know, we'll try to move things along. We know you're a busy man. We are very honored to have you be here, buddy. Um, so couple quick things before we move on to the, the, the questions we always ask people and these are things called the Murph questions. Tommy's old college uh, roommate and lifelong best friend and my college friend too. We're all college buddies. His name is Murph, and he was okay. our first guest, and we have these questions for everybody. So this, these should be easy, but it might be a little bit uncomfortable. Favorite <laughs> KISS member? Favorite KISS member? Now, you can say this personally, or you can say, well, as a kid, I grew up, I was a Gene fan or Peter fan, whatever. I think I've always been a Paul guy, honestly. When I, when I was a little kid, I think I gravitated towards Ace because I was just fascinated with the guitar, period. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I think once I kind of, you know, got hip to who was doing what and what was, you know, when you're a <laughs> kid, you're not really equating what what is this thing, you know? And then as you kind of pared it down. Um, but I think Paul Stanley, you know, even as a guitar player, like, you know, I, I when I picked up the guitar, I didn't really care about going whittly whittly. I just wanted to go gang, dang, 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 <laughs> yeah. And lots of you know this kind of stuff. And yeah, yeah. And that that seemed to me like that was that that was the only mountain I wanted to climb. Nice. Uh, so yeah, I it's a fairly easy answer for me because uh but I mean obviously I have great love for 
all of them really. I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. the four yeah. plus so many more that go on. Beyond, and not all of them have their own bobbleheads, as you can see. So <laughs> that's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> that's it. Uh, and happy belated birthday to you, buddy. Thank you. That's right. Thank that's right. Happy much. belated. Yes. And Thank speaking and, and real quick, speaking of that Bruce Kulik bobblehead, it's funny because it's almost a year to the day that we had Bruce on our show for our 100th episode. There you so go. now we have you on. So maybe next year we'll have you both on at the same time. Who knows? Yeah. I'm in. I'm great. in. Yeah, we did a we did a, a, a Bruce Kulik draft, oh, like wow. a fantasy draft. And we all picked songs and we had him and Jericho on. And Chris oh. has been on the show plenty of times. He's a riot in and of itself. He's the best. And he, and he yeah. loves your era. He loves. So yeah. when we were on the cruise, you know, we texted him all the time. We we're showing him your videos and he's saying the same thing like shit. That looks like even better. I'm like, it was, (laughs) it was, we can say that, you know, but yeah, we thought it was incredible. And, and like I said, he's a big fan of yours. Next question. Favorite kiss song. That's tough. Yes. You can say performing, growing up, whatever. It's up to you. Oh, that's really tough. It's interesting. Kind of like, um, I was just telling a story the other day because we've been doing, you know, obviously we play tears are falling and, uh, that had a major impact on me, like, because when I first saw them, Bruce was the guitar player. You know, I saw them on a, on Animalize, oddly enough. Um, yep. That's a, that's a difficult one because, you know, no matter what, I, I'm old enough to have been there from the beginning in, you know, some sense. I mean, yeah. uh, like sort of like three, four albums into their career. But uh, so the the initial wave of the band is still the most important to me. Um as far as that impact, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Um, but when it comes to like things are like tears are falling, I, I can't remember what my story was. I was telling, it was just sort of like, I remember watching MTV and, and, and I remember like every once in a while they'd say, and up next kiss. And I'd be like, no way they're going to play kiss. <laughs> and then it would always be the song kiss by Prince. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good too. And I, I which I loved, but I was yeah. kind of like, you know, oh, okay. Cause at yeah. the time, Tears are falling. That's right around that era that Asylum was out. And I was like, yep. so excited they were going to actually, you know, bust out that video. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it wasn't like now where you and I can go, let's watch, you know, Tears are falling right now on YouTube. It was like exactly. back then you had to sit down and focus and wait, and, and wait for that yeah. to happen. Yeah. Um. So that one would be uh, of the non-makeup era, I suppose. Yeah. We've yep. had this conversation a lot. This sort yeah. of like even the revenge versus asylum that we whittled our way all the way down to the non-makeup albums being revenge and asylum. Those are very, that's a very difficult conversation, but I'm sure. But uh, in the earlier stuff, um, I, I, that's tough thing. uh, For some reason, firehouse comes immediately to my mind. I love Ace Frehley's guitar solo on that. Fantastic Things like you gotta gotta have the siren though. And the The siren siren has to go off. That's my thing on the show. And the hat. The hat. There's a lot going on with that. (laughs) You got to go, oh, woo, at the end. (laughs) (laughs) Right? As soon as I walk away from this, I'm going to go, why didn't I say, you know, 800 other songs? Oh, yeah. That's that's what happens as a Kiss fan. You know what it is, Tom? That means we have to have them back to do a draft with us someday. Hell yes. Right? A little strategy. some time thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. There you go. That's fine. Don't worry about it. So, after favorite kiss song, we always go to here's another one. But we always we always can say like this week, favorite kiss album this week. Like, you know, because it changes. You know what's funny is is in all the years of running the the gamut and running the marathon that is KISS, I have lately been really rah rah rahing and waving the flag of the first album. And, yes. and it's a very interesting conversation because 
know, sonically, it's Kiss Alive One that we prefer those songs, uh, those versions of those songs too. But there's something to be said about the fact that you could pretty much put 80% of the first album into their set right now. And, oh, yes. Yeah, oh, yeah. And we, we would all be happy. So do Strutter, Firehouse, Cold Gin, Black Diamond, 100,000 Years. Um, I'm probably missing something else in there. But that's that's a Love giant theme song. from Kiss. <laughs> well, sure, yeah. <laughs> Turn the intermission, bathroom breaks, yeah. love theme, yeah. But you're right. But you're right, Todd. A lot of people obviously love the alive versions of the, those songs. But for me, every once in a while, I really like hearing that studio version of a song like firehouse. Yeah. You know, yeah. Just, oh, just, I love it. I you know, love it. It's, it's just, it's a different experience, you know, cause you're so used to hearing the alive version of that. Well, I think, you know, I mean, I prefer the live versions yeah. only because they're, the energy's heavier. The guitars are more distorted. It's a little, the tempos are faster. Mm-hmm. Yes. But I just think that I, when I go back and I look at the, you know, the, the songs that they, that, you know, the, the, the percentage of songs on that album that would be still staples in a set today could still mm-hmm. work. No doubt. Almost, almost all of that album short, you know, uh, let me know. And, 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 and love theme are the two songs that you don't usually hear live, but basically every other song could go in the set right now, you know, and, yeah. and we, and we would all be happy. Let uh, me know. is great too. That, that early amazing. version that they did live and they, they would extend it for a while. Yeah, and totally. then you let me know. They would go. I oh, love that. That stuff's yep. great. That's I love that. Yeah. Two more for you, buddy. Hit so me. before, I mean, let me, I'm thinking out loud. No, you guys, you haven't, but me and Tom have this debate all the time. Why haven't your band opened up for Kiss and on this end of the road tour? Because we'll we that. thought that would that would be insane. But I'll I'll hold off on that. How many Kiss concerts have you been to yourself? Well, a lot. Um, you know, especially when you start adding up Kiss Cruise shows too. Yep. Um, uh, I first saw them on a so- uh, on Animal Eyes, and that was a major thing for me because you know it's funny because my friends would say. You know, because yeah, I, I had friends who sort of checked out at you know one point or another just because you know they got into Slayer or whatever, you know, whatever, whatever <laughs> yeah. was going on, or you know, and I'd be like, but to me and and a, you know a group of hardcore friends were sort of like, this is a new Kiss album and we're going to listen to it and we're going to know it inside out. So so and I lived in a small town, so I didn't really have that sort of like, you know, like a like the elder is not cool or this yeah. isn't. You know, yeah. to me, to me, it was the new Kiss album, and I loved it. And I was, I was in. Um, I was just telling a story not that long ago how the only the, the only album that I didn't buy the day it came out was, or the first one that I didn't buy the day it came out was Hot in the Shade, and that was only because I was already touring and doing stuff, and mm-hmm. I was yeah. very young. But so it wasn't like kind of like we got to go down to Tower or yeah. wherever or your local Tower radio right? store yep. and just yep. kind of line up or whatever. So I just kind of, you know, it was like the first one in a long time that I didn't pick up on the day. Yeah. And I, you know how it was in those days where it was sort of like, um, I, I, we all took it all for granted. The whole thing, you know, it's just, it, it just felt like it's a new year, new Kiss album. Yep. It'll be yeah. great. We'll love yep. it. So yep. um, I don't remember what the question was. But <laughs> <sure>. <laughs> it was how many concerts have you been to? Oh, yeah. I honestly, I would, I would lose track. I, would you say I, more than 50? Probably not more than 50, but that's probably pretty close. Okay. Because I, I, the other, the other problem that I had is I, I was, once I started playing in a band and once we started touring, I missed basically everything. I, yeah. I, you know, suddenly I was like, you know, like I'm out of town, Kiss is coming through town. 
I'm back in town. Oh, you miss Kiss, you know, that kind of thing. Or I'd, sometimes I'd be out of town and I'd be able to see a show, but it became very rare, you know, and, gotcha. and that, not not just Kiss, but like every other cool show that was, dude, Alice was just here. I'm like, oh, ah, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Yep. So it just, you know, it was it was a good problem to have that I was busy. Last one. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite Kiss memory? Anything about Kiss? Maybe childhood, maybe a meeting, maybe an event. Maybe you met a significant other at a concert. Who knows? <laughs> well, that's actually very interesting. Um, favorite Kiss memory. I mean, a lot of them, you know, I, I I will say I remember as kids, my brother and I just sitting down and I don't, I honestly don't remember there being sort of like at 9 p.m. tonight or 8 p.m. tonight, yeah. Kiss Meets the Phantom will be on. <laughs> I don't yeah. remember anything like that. I just remember like kind of like maybe stumbling across it, but just like, how like yesterday was this and now from this day forward it's this you know because i think we owned like i think we were in like we were invested in kiss by that point but we were children you know what i mean yeah yeah and and getting to see them in in uh you know in in living color yeah uh just altered everything you know what i mean oh, yeah. so uh that's that's a massive one you know and i think that kiss okay. meets the phantom yeah, Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park. The, me and both of my brothers are all to this day obsessed. You know, I mean, we just sort of have all been very obsessed the whole time. But, um, yep. you know, and then the other memories are things like getting to uh, the first time we played with Kiss. You know, we we did a thing in in uh, Spain, uh, a festival type thing with Slash and the guys. And nice. It was like, hey, let's get our picture with the guys. And I'm like, what? You know, kind yeah. of like, are, there, are we allowed to do that? Like, you know, I've always <laughs> yeah. been. I've always been from that school of like, I don't want to bother anybody. Like let them do their thing, you know? Yep. And that was one of those days where you're like, I'm standing here getting my photo taken with like, you know, your childhood heroes. And, gotcha. You know, it, th- those kind of memories. And still to this day, even though, you know, you're a professional musician and, and, you know, Gene or Paul will be in the room and you'll exchange a few words and, you know, and it's cool. You're being cool, but then you kind of have a moment and you step back and go, this is just surreal, you know? Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. Yep. Yeah, I've yep. often I've often avoided a lot of that kind of stuff just for fear of having that bad story because everybody <laughs> yes. all heard the bad yeah. stories. Yeah, yeah. After yeah. talking to so many people, that you know, you're gonna yeah. run into the people that are like, "Yeah, I met him. He was a complete dick." <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like, "Oh, sorry, man. Sorry. Yeah, the law of averages says someone's gonna say." Yeah, that. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I was kind of like cool to be like, you know, I don't, I didn't want, I never want to bother anybody and let them do their thing. But they've they've always been perfectly kind to us especially since the bruce thing came along yeah it became a lot more like yeah you know i think i don't know a lot of what of what paul actually thinks but he from what i understand he's been pretty appreciative of the fact that i mean along you got to keep in mind these guys wrote so many songs that we're we're ditching into songs that that they kind of may not not necessarily forgotten about but kind of songs that they're like i didn't know anybody would be that excited about you know i'll fight hell to hold you or you know you know whatever you know so that's a perfect segue because then we were going to go into tell us about how you got hooked up with Bruce and how you guys are now, you know, you, you guys are kind of, you know, waving the flag for that era for, for that, that era of eighties unmasked and, and deep cut kiss that, that, that the fans just love and crave as, as seen on, on the kiss cruise. I mean, Zeus and I, this was our very first kiss cruise that we went on. Um, and oh, wow. we we were just blown away beyond belief by what you guys did. So tell us how you got hooked up with uh, with Bruce and uh, and and you know 
Zach and Brent and you guys are just just phenomenal, phenomenal. So oh, tell you. us how that started out and, 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 and what you guys what you guys do and how and you love the cruise and all that good stuff. Well, it's Brett Fitz. He uh, is an old friend from Canada from way back. Um, yep. So we're both from Canada and he uh, he moved down to L.A. in the 90s. And and next thing I know, he's playing in, a, in Union with, you know, yep. with Bruce Kulik from Kiss and Karabi yep. from Motley. And you're like, whoa, that's awesome. You know, so he's had this longstanding relationship with Bruce. And back in 2010, 2009, I don't remember exactly. Bruce was doing a CD release party for BK3 for Bruce Kulik 3. Great album. Yeah, it's a it's a really underrated album actually. It is. Um we've we've been threatening to kind of I keep saying we should be doing some stuff from that, but that's that's a whole other. Um (laughs) so we uh he he was doing a a CD release party and Brent said, Why don't we just like put a lineup together and 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 play some songs, play some songs from that, play some songs from your catalog. Um, and that just sort of happened. Brent's like, Todd's the guy. Wow. We had another guy playing bass, Adam, who played in Candlebox, I believe. Okay, really wow. great dude, a really great dude. But he was just, it was just like one of those things. And we'd played at the the the, uh, the Cat Club, Slim Jim Phantom's place, used to be okay. right beside the Whiskey A Go Go on Sunset. Yeah, in Hollywood. okay. And um, so we played there. And it was awesome. You know, it was like really cool. And and it was actually attached to an episode of Family Jewels, Gene Simmons' Family Jewels. Nick got up. Nick Simmons got up and sang a song. He sang a song on BK3 as well. Yep. And then, um, you know, and then like a month later, Brent and I were both playing with Slash. So, yeah. um, but, you know, but Bruce is already like he's very invested in Grand Funk and, and all that kind of stuff. So it wasn't like he was ready to let's go on the road, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But, but that sort of has been ping ponging back and forth now, as far as like when something comes up and then especially with the cruises, you know, the cruises came up. The first one that we ended up doing was seven, I believe. Mm-hmm. And it was with um, Bob. You know, Bob and Bruce. Yes. So that was a big deal. And um, I, I have photos here somewhere, you know, a, a actual great photos of, of us on stage with Bob. Yeah. Um, from that particular show. And it was, you know, it was, uh, it was a major thing. So, I mean, you know, I've always, we've always kept in touch and always sort of stayed in touch, but as this thing sort of took shape, you know, and then, and with losing Bob and then Mm. Zach coming in and, and, and sort of turned into this new version of a new, uh, you know, and and when really putting the focus on, on slash, um, slashes, whoops, slash doesn't have a slash doesn't have a, (laughs) He probably does have one of these, but he doesn't yeah. have this one. But put it as, you know, focusing on Bruce's era, you know, essentially, yeah. and sort of like really kind of going, look, if we're going to do this, and and we didn't realize, um, well, I think we always knew how passionate everybody was about that era, but I don't think we really understood how deep you could dig with that. You know, I really, <laughs> people are like, you know, you know, because there are times where I go, well, I love this song, but I, I feel like we're going to, you know, be playing to like a 2% of the audience, but no, no, on the kiss cruise, especially because that's really where the, the faithful are congregated. And so we get to really kind of dig and, Br- and Bruce digs deep. You know, we, mm-hmm. we, we've made him dig deep. We've had him playing songs. He never played on, you know, exciter, yep. uh, all, all hell's breaking loose and stuff like that. He's mm-hmm. kind of gung ho to kind of please. Uh, I got to say a couple things. So the video that I just think Bruce listed it, it was like the tears are falling. It's like better than our iPhone videos that we listed and, and put on online and stuff. You you can see me and Tom, by the way. We're right, we're dead center, about third row. 
If you ever see some of those videos, you're going to be like, I'm going to see they are. Yeah, that's, that was, that's us. That was me singing badly to when you did. Let's put the exit track. <laughs> My voice, you can probably hear. Amazing. First of all, I've got to say a couple things. Like one of the, uh, I always like to put things in threes. So I have a trifecta of Paul Stanley sex songs that yeah. work because some of them don't work. But let's put the X in sex. I just want to. And they played Take It Off. Oh, yeah. I said to Tom, I've said this on the show. I don't know how many times, like those three songs, those three songs. And where am I ever going to hear those three songs ever in my life? I heard it on the Kiss Cruise. And you guys so nailed we played, it. We played Take It Off. We played Take It Off either the last or the previous Kiss Cruise. Yep. You guys so should play it every time. It That's the best <laughs> well, cheesy sex type innuendo strip kiss club. song. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. fantastic. Perfect. Yeah. The lyrics. I mean, we just we, we were, I was joking to Tom before about my daughter's chorus thing. And I was singing like, oh, they played uh, Hallelujah. They played <laughs> Rainbow Connection. Tom's like, did they do? Let's put the X in sex. I'm like, well, <laughs> since it's the middle school, I don't think that would have worked. See a bunch of kids up on stage <laughs> yeah. doing this. Like, and, <laughs> and the chorus teachers like, yeah, <laughs> he waved their black panties and he knew it was. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I, I love that stuff. The fact that the, the way you guys perform, I, I was in the middle of that, probably about the same area, Tom, would you say for Kiss, the uh, theater yeah, show? Yeah, so, so for the for the inside theater show, we were, I think, second row for your show, Dead Center, and fourth or fifth row for the Kiss show, Dead Center. Yeah. So oh, I can, cool, yeah. yeah. So I can tell you, like, it's not just our podcast. There are all the Kiss podcasts, obviously, all over the place. We all made a point to get in line early so we wouldn't miss your show. Yep. We well, all glad dead to hear that. in front. That's that was the wacky one because Night Ranger was playing at the exact same time. Yes. Because, because of the because whole of weather. Yeah. The weather. Because of the weather. Yeah. And we still went to see you guys. That's oh, I appreciate that. So we're not like some, ah, well, some guys. No, no, no. We're talking to our listeners. Everybody everybody was overwhelmed. How I'm telling you, I've been to, I don't know how many concerts. That was like a top five concert I've ever been to in my life. Wow. The passion, yeah. screaming the song. And it's not just, God bless you. You're You're incredible. But Zach kicks it out of the park, too. Oh, yeah. Insane. And, it's, you know, yeah. watching Eric Singer in the background, like tapping and probably like, God damn it. Why are we doing these songs? And then he has to jump on. You guys nailed it. Could you feel the energy when you were singing those songs? You know, what's so funny is the first time we did it with Bob. I remember uh, the other day somebody asked me about this and, and they said, like, don't you get overwhelmed? when you're on stage doing it and I go you know it's so much like sports in that you're kind of like you're so focused on like don't fuck this up you know, <laughs> you, know, you, know you know what are the words to this song you know that whole thing and you're kind of like there's the goal line just keep you know eye on the prize that whole thing and you know and I, I would assume you know when you're watching a hockey game or whatever you're into the energy of the audience of the audience of the crowd must have some sort of effect on on your play sometimes probably in a bad way it can be distracting i would imagine yeah um so i think i get so focused on just kind of like make sure we do a good job do do this right you know make sure i know what i'm doing of course as we're playing i'm looking out i'm seeing people you know i'm seeing grown men in tears like it was the it was really overwhelming on occasion to see like the emotional response that was occurring and i remember walking off stage with from the first one with bob and, and just kind of my wife standing there and i go 
well, that was fun. And she goes, are you going to go say hi to those guys? And I go to who? And I turn around and there was just a giant mass of people going like, <laughs> dude, like just going like, I mean, like, just like, just like so appreciative, so thankful. And I was just like, oh, well, you know, cause it, keep in mind, like Zach, myself, Brent, if, if we weren't playing on that cruise, we would love to just be on that cruise. You know what I mean? Sure, we would be, it shows. And, what, and, when we're, and when we're playing and doing a show, we're just thinking to ourselves, well, what would we like to see? You know, mm. what would we like to see occurring? And with that, um, having Bruce Kulik, you know, the guy from who's really the last guy to wave that flag, he waves it loud and proud, you know? So um, as we've been doing it, you know, we've become a lot more aware of the fact that people are, invested and, and and paying attention and the the youtube clips go up like as soon as there's wi-fi available on yes. the boat, you know we're guilty so, as charged yep. yeah i know i and i appreciate that so it's kind of one of those things where uh you know no as we're doing it and even as we're like you know we're, when we talked about an opening song for this last run and it was like i think the only one we can really sort of do is exciter we'd already done king of the mountain we'd already done yep. creatures of the night from you know the the, the live album and and uh, what else have we done? Anyway, so it was kind of one of those things where yeah. it's like, we probably could have done, I've had enough. Yes. Into the yeah. fire. Oh, hell yeah. We did a version of that when we did an Animalize medley, medley a yes. couple of years ago or last yep. year or something, or whatever the previous year. And then this one was just kind of like, and Bruce is like, I don't have anything to do with that song, Exciter. <laughs> I don't even know if I know that song. And I go, I go, yeah, but it's like, we can't come out there and just play like, you know, whatever we have to kind of come out swinging, and I oh, yes. swing oh you did, exciter. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I appreciate that. So it's like you know, we we so now it's kind of like you know, ever since the Bob one, I, I felt like we know exactly what we're you know, we know what we're getting up to. We know what kind of response this is going to elicit, and you know, I'm and like I said, it's because we're excited about that. That means I think other people, like minded people, are going to be excited as well. Awesome. So we now we had a couple a couple friends like kind of on the cruise and after we were posting things online and our friends that like weren't on the cruise and people that follow the show and they were at, they asked a question and I, and you know, it, it, I, I never really thought about it until some people asked it. And they said, does Bruce's band or any, or Bruce himself or anybody, do they talk to Paul and Gene about the set list? Do you, do, do you consult and say, you know what? Don't play take it off tonight. Cause we're going to play take it off tonight. Do, do you, is there, do you ever have a discussion with Paul or Gene or both of them and say, this is what we're doing. Like, I'm not saying, do you ask them, but do you ever consult right. with them and say, this is what we're doing for our set list tonight. And then we, whether or not they yeah. like it or not, that's, you know, that's another issue. I don't think that, I mean, honestly, I don't really know if, 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 if they would really even care if we were playing sort of, you know, but we don't we don't really want to double dip on that. You know, it's kind of like if they're yeah. doing it already, it's kind of like, well, that ma- the magic's off that song. So yeah. let's not do it. There might have been something this past trip that we decided not to do because they were doing it. I can't remember what it was, but we do. You know, Eric is close to the camp. Eric's a good friend of ours. Yep. So yeah. on occasion, we have had him sort of, you know, well, what are you guys playing? You know, we don't want to play anything that you guys are playing. So let exactly. us know, let okay. us know what Kiss is going to do, because, you know, because the cruise is where they'll bust out at least two or three yeah. wacky ones. She's so European. Uh, You're not going to play. We are one. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, probably not though. You know, <laughs> yeah. though I, I trust me, I'm, I'm pretty big on like, 
eye or the oath or something like oh, that. oh hell Although yeah we just bruce did a music is, elder episode. yeah bruce, yes. bruce is sort of like i think i might be kind of lobbing it too far but this time you know this last time bruce actually because of the eric carr 30 yes. year anniversary of his passing yes we did a couple songs from rockology that i i think yeah. we might have actually kind of gone over the heads of a few people and it felt pretty good to no, it was go good to dig that deep yeah no it was it, it was funny because when you pulled those songs so the, so the crew that we were with we were with about eight or nine guys and the majority of them are just complete diehards some of them been on multiple cruises and when you pulled out those those rockology songs there were a couple people with like they're just their mouths open like holy shit like talk about you can't dig any deeper than no. this right now no. yeah and uh and you guys did it what a great honor for eric and the, the song sounded great i was yeah. joking that next we'll be just like trying to like emulate old phone messages that they left each other in the 80s <laughs> hey it's gene i'm running a little late for rehearsal so uh, you gotta yeah, do yeah. this is gene simmons <laughs> from kiss yeah, yeah. Exactly. yes exactly yeah now uh, here here's the other part have you ever like been talk talking to them or approached about touring with them because i i'll tell you the thing that everybody talks about this end of the road tour, obviously nobody, no offense to the guy. He might be a wonderful person. Nobody wants to see a fucking painter. Okay. I'm sorry, but have you guys been approached ever? Cause that's what everybody that listens to our show and other kiss fans say, wouldn't the best and the most ideal situation be Bruce's band opening up doing like all those great era songs that kiss would never do. And then kiss coming out. And then some people will say, yeah, well, Kiss doesn't want to have to follow them. <laughs> well, that's very kind of them to say. I, I no, I, no one's ever talked to me about that. I mean, you know, I, I think as a fan, that'd be really cool. But at the same time, it's sort of like, I, you know, I, I don't know. I just realistically, I, I don't know how the logistics work in that big, gigantic world that is Kiss. Yes. Um, you know, I think it's... Uh, and there's a long, I mean, this, this end of the road, I think is going to be a long road. I've been saying, you know, COVID outside of just the COVID experience. I think that the fact that 2023 is the 50th anniversary of the band. I just, in my mind, I just can't imagine that going just kind of like neglected. There's no way that's yes. not going to be capitalized. upon. Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. So I feel like there's a lot of opportunities between now and, there's never really going to be an end, but whatever we want to call the end. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I, I would, would we be hopping up and down to go and do that? Of course we would. I'd be like, that'd be a trip, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, those guys have been really good to us as far as like, because they know that we are for all intents and purposes, paying great homage to the music that they created, you know? And mm -hmm. I think that Paul is the most plugged in as far as like he, his memory is real sharp about everything that they've done what song, you know, that album, he, he's the one that knows that song is from that album. Gene yeah. is out to lunch sometimes. Like, he doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't, he's like, which one's that from? You know, he doesn't know, you know, but, um, but incredibly, you know, sharp musically, like, you know, he, he'll pick up a guitar and just start singing. She's so European with you or whatever. Yeah. But he doesn't really, you know, equate it in the same way as far. I mean, that, that that's a long time ago. That's a lot of albums ago. So I understand that. Um, so, but I think, you know, from what I, from what I remember, Paul was just sort of like, look, you know, it's, it's especially Paul's era in a lot of ways too. Yeah. When you look at what Bruce is doing, Paul was in a lot of ways carrying the, the, the heavier load. Oh yeah. Um, so a lot of his hard work in that period, we're trying to do 
you know, a great job and, and, and honor a period that was, you know, great songs, great band, Paul at the peak of his ability as a vocalist and as a front man and, uh, and the band for that matter, yeah. you know, honestly, it's yeah. like, uh, you know, the, the, the fact that Eric and, and Bruce were monster musicians, um, in that band that, that helped propel them through that crazy time we know as the eighties. Yeah. 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 So after the cruise, we were sharing, you know, obviously videos and, and everything and people were, people were clamoring and they were saying, you know, wouldn't it be great if these guys went out on a tour, even if, you know, maybe not opening for kiss, but just a tour. And then lo and behold, you guys announced that show that you're doing in Vegas at the, at the end of the month. Uh, is that, a teaser for anything is that a one-off or because i think people saw that like wait a minute what does this mean are they going to tour now obviously we know that you are starting a tour uh with slash you're going to be coming to our neck of the woods in a few months in uh, in the boston area yeah Yeah, Uh, yeah, but 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 that 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 vegas show at the end of the month tell us a little bit about that you know what what prompted that and is that a sign of things to come potentially for maybe this band where you'll do more than just the cruise Oh, I would certainly like to think so. Um, the initial conversation occurred mostly based around um, the residency that was intended to happen here. You know, Kiss was yes. going to be doing a residency here. And someone came with the idea, well, why don't we just try and do something on one of the nights off? Because people are going to be in town, traveling into town to watch Kiss. So if they're in town, why wouldn't they go, hey, tomorrow night Bruce is playing over at Vamped in, Ve- in Vegas or whatever. Um, then the residency went away. And then the conversation was like, well, what do you think? And I was sort of like, well, why wouldn't we do it? Really? Honestly, it's like sort of like, you know, um, to me, it's it's sort of the next logical step is to try and do this off of the boat, you know, sort of, yeah. you know, and with that, you know, then the conversation is like, well, you know, it, it, it wins every single time in the boat because it's a, it's a captive audience. It's, you know, our baited audience is, you know, the, yeah. the perfect uh, audience for that music. Um, so then there's a different conversation that occurs when it's like, okay, so now if we do this in Las Vegas, is it, it's sort of a, a dipping a toe into the pool of like, well, what would that be like if we went to Cleveland or what would that be like mm-hmm. if we went to Boston, Boston or Detroit <laughs> or Chicago, you know, any of the heartland cities that, you know, where the, where kiss is alive and well, and will forever be alive and well. Um, I, I think that there's uh, you know, clearly there's, you know, the scheduling in our, in our world is crazy and it yeah, always will I can be imagine. because, oh, yeah. um, you know, Brent and I get wrapped up in, in Slash for a while and Bruce is, you know, in, in Grand Funk world sort of perpetually. Um, but there's always windows of time that hopefully we can make uh, something work. And if, and if uh, I mean, I, my, my, without sounding arrogant about it, I just, I know it's going to work. You know I mean? It's like, yeah, there's hardcore Kiss fans and they're going to come and watch a hardcore Kiss song list and and be happy that's just it's not a you know it's 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 not really a difficult equation to work out it's just more a case of like the logistics of okay so now how do we take four guys and get them to you know boston and 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 do that you know and and what would that entail um so that's you know as much as i i think that right now the, the the fact that all four of us live here it's sort of like yeah we can just go play over there you know yeah Yeah, that makes sense it's yeah. easy for us to just kind of like, since we're still kind of like reasonably sharp with the music we've been playing on the cruise to just go like, okay, let's just go do it over there. And, and, and 
suss it out. I mean, if, if the demand becomes enough that suddenly, you know, in the spring, we're like suddenly thinking about, Hey, we could go do this somewhere else or, or do it in Vegas again or whatever. You yeah. Know, sort of yeah. like it, it, there's a real, there's a thing about it. That is uh, you guys were there on the kiss cruise. The mm-hmm. first night we played a 24 minute medley dedicated to Bob Kulik. Yeah. And it was, it was rehearsed for one night, you know I mean? It's like, wow. So we, we rehearsed That's it, it and it's like wow. putting a medley together where it's That's like, incredible. this song goes into this and this goes into that. And then this, this is truncated into this. And then we learn it and we play it once and never play it again. It's sort of like, so there is this weird feeling of like, with all this preparation, it seems such a shame to just kind of mothball it for 365 days until the next cruise. You know? It's a great point. Yeah. If they will have us for the next cruise, there's never a guarantee that yeah. maybe they might go like, oh, we're going to get, you know, who knows, you know. Uh, I, yeah. I was going to say, I could tell you right now, I know where me and Tom are both like, well, is Bruce playing? I'll see about it, the next cruise. Like, yeah. You guys made it like for us, you know, that's the thing that put us over the, the definite list, you know, and yeah. it'll be the same for next time. But I'm going to compound a little bit, jump on Tom's question to you. Because KISS fans do nothing but hypo, uh, come up with hypotheticals and what if this, what if this. So here's the part that I want to KISS always talks about KISS 2.0. Mm-hmm. How many times have me and Tom said on oh. this show, well, that it already makes sense. I mean, if they don't want to replace Tommy, they don't have to. They don't have to replace no. Eric. No. But you already got the Paul. That's Todd. And you already got the Gene. I know I would absolutely oh, have no hell, problem going. Yeah, yeah, I'll hear that. I'll watch that. I mean, I can't think of a better two. We've we've talked about this. this was a question to us. Who would you like to take over if the Kiss did 2.0 for Paul and Gene? Me and Tom both said, yeah, it's easy. It's Zach and Todd. <laughs> and I think it would work. And I think it would go over because you guys are part of that Kiss family. You guys well, feel like that to us. That's very kind of you to say. It's so funny that you bring this up because I've had this conversation so many times. I don't know. I've seen every Kiss tribute in, in the world. Yeah. You know, and, and and it's always like Paul Stanley brought it up first. He goes, he goes, I've seen a million amazing Gene Simmonses, a, ma- a million great Peters and a million great Ace Fraley's. And the Paul Stanley position is the hardest position. Yes, it really is. The vocals are nuts. Yep. Uh, the talking uh rap part of the show is a huge part of the show the talking the you know that that his whole stage persona then the physicality of that show you know what paul does is so it's not just kind of like you know when someone says that to me it's like you know uh, you know i've been doing a a a a terrible paul stanley impression my whole life no matter what i'm doing even playing bass for slash i'm up there kind of like yeah you know (laughs) it's like the paul shoulder exactly (laughs) <laughs> all my shtick, you know, it's like people say to me all the time, like, well, you wear your guitar pretty low. And I'm like, that's Paul Stanley's fault. Yeah. It's like, it's like, yeah. I don't, I, I never really looked at it in any other fashion than like, this is the way you wear your guitar. This is how, what you do on stage. And this is what, you know, I didn't really look at like, um, I don't know, like Steve Howe from Yes. You know, I mean, he's an amazing talent, but I didn't look at him and go like, I want to do that. I looked at yeah. Paul and, and Gene and Ace and, and, and I don't play drums. So Peter didn't have that or, or any of the drummers didn't really have that much of an effect on me beyond them just being a part of my favorite yeah. band, but, but the guitar playing and the way that that kind of goes down. So for me, it's like when people say that to me, I go, well, that's really kind of you to say it's, you know, God knows the damage it's done. You know, it's a really physical gig and it's an athletic mm. gig. Those guys, yeah. you know, they're showing, you know, they're not really showing the wear and tear at all. Paul is in amazing shape. Mm-hmm. He looks maybe better than he ever has in a lot of ways. Um, so it's, 
it would be an amazing thing to for to be pitched at me um but i know i would have to step up my game a gazillion percent you know what i mean like it's yeah. like okay well now that's that's a whole other conversation you know? in the meantime it's been nothing but a pleasure being able to get there and 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 like when i when i say when bruce and i were talking about it, it's like i don't go up there and go like i'm pretending to be Paul Stanley. I go, no, I'm just Todd. And I, this is what I do. And I get up and I sing the songs. I'm not trying to do a Paul Stanley impression when I talk to the audience. People, mm-hmm. you know, it's none of that stuff. Yeah. You know, <laughs> no, it's, like, it's not. It's not an impression, but it's a feeling. It's the right. energy the in that crowd. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It and works. I think it's authentic. And I thought yeah, I was just going to say, I, and, and I think that's why it comes across so great to us fans, because you, you just nailed it, Todd. You're not trying to be Paul. No. You're being Todd, but yeah. the way that you're doing it, that's what makes it so authentic. And that's why the fans just eat it up. Well, it's because- like people are often like, you should get the Iceman and, and, and take that up. And I oh, go, yeah. I go, then I go, it goes, but then it gets corny, you know, then it's like, well, then, and then what? Then I'm going to put on the, you know, put on the asylum costume. And you know, it's like, no, I'm not going to, it's like, <laughs> the I have to go out there. Yeah, exactly. The sailor yeah. Hat. Woo! Yeah. yeah. I have to go out there and kind of do my thing yeah. uh, within the context of what this is. And I think that, like I said, guys like Zach and me and Brent, we're all cut from that cloth anyway. It's just sort of like the bastard children of Kiss. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, that just sort of grew up. And went on to have careers doing this, but just sort of our, the seed was sown the first time we saw those photos and heard those records. You know, it's just wait for all of us, for you guys as Uh, well. I mean, we're all in the same boat. No, I go ahead, Tom. No, I was just going to say, Todd, you know, we, we know that your time is tight. We know that you have to, uh, you you have to take off for the evening. So um, I I I wish it was like really rock and roll reasons, but I'm going skating with family. (laughs) That's a, Hey, Hey, sometimes that's more important than Canadian, right? That's right. Bring a stick with you and you'll be fine. Start start rocking everybody. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I came from hockey practice. I just, I coach high school. So I'm, I'm with you. So I assume you, you had a favorite Canadian hockey team. Oh, of course. Well, I grew up in Saskatchewan. We, ne- we never had a national or never had a provincial team. Yes, so, I know. Yeah. So yep. we kind of grew up with the Edmonton Oilers because yes. uh, he was a god yes. back then. Yes, yes, yes. I live in Vegas. We all support the Knights. It's just, you know, oh, yeah, we're that's here. Good, you know? That show's yeah. insane. Dude, the games here are, well, I've taken my wife, like, my wife never really, she's Canadian, but she never really went to hockey as a kid. So I go, I take her, I go, now just for a second, if we're in Detroit or Boston or <laughs> yeah. Toronto, any of the old school, yep. it's nothing like this. So she yeah. had this, this, she thinks that all NHL games are like, you know, like the Lakers. And, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Right. Pyro and cheerleaders. I'm like, this is not how it goes, but it's yeah. amazing. It's a great, great time. Well, that's great. Go ahead. Listen, no, I was uh, just going to say, we yeah. don't want to take up too much of your time. We know you got to run. So, I mean, I just want to say one last thing for me, Tom, I'm just going to say, if you ever get to the point when you guys are going over set lists, there's another trifecta. Remember, I always go by three. You guys got to give more love to Hot in the Shade. Silver Spoon, King of Hearts, and Love Me to Hate You. Those are, are the three great, great songs. And we'll never hear it from anybody else because they're difficult to do. But I know you guys could pull it off. Well, please. Um, well, we, we have each other's information now. Yeah, so feel, yes. free to, feel free to like text those over on occasion. Yes. I'll be like... Yeah. Because that these things come up, like even stuff like uh, Radar for Love this last time. Fitz, oh, yes. was like, right. Fitz was pitching Radar for Love going into Making Love. And I'm like, 
And I'm like, you know, I love Radar for Love, but it's yep. a super deep cut. But you're right. There's a lot of great stuff on, on Hot in the Shade that gets neglected. And it's been neglected uh, not just by us. The, the, a lot of the stuff we're yeah, playing has never been played live before. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's why we, yeah. we love it when you do yeah. it. And, and, yeah. a, and one last big shout out to Zach for doing oh, yeah. Yeah. unbelievable yeah. gene. He pulled, he pulled out the greatest, for me, gene cut of all time. And that is Thou Shalt Not Off yeah. of Revenge. I was in a coma. I was so excited when I heard the beginning of that song. I videoed the entire yeah, thing. Yeah, you could hear us go, like, oh, go, <laughs> like, go. oh my God. It's like the greatest song like that I'm never going to hear. And Zach was, we posted that, we posted that video on our Facebook page. I think as of right now, it has close to 5,000 views. People <laughs> I'm not are, surprised. People are out of their minds saying how he just, he just nails it vocally, yeah. physically, energy. Oh, just fantastic stuff. He's so, a monster talent, honestly. Yeah. We both, we both say, like, I always say dude you could totally do my gig and he goes oh you could totally do my, my gig and i go i don't want to do your gig because <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yes. that that is a whole other thing and he yeah. nails that like spit and stuff like that oh, oh you guys you're Terrific. talking about another period where, where gene was really going for it like oh, yes that stuff. yes I, I i've been the one waving the not for the innocent flag and all that kind yes. of stuff yeah like, yep great really heavy gene stuff like when he's yep. really screaming i'm like that would be really cool yeah. yeah, but I'll take the Todd. Let's put the X in sex over anything. <laughs> that to me was the highlight of all yep. that stuff. The fact that you pulled that out and you guys nailed it as always. Listen, Todd, for me, so I'm much. just going to say it's been an honor. It's a pleasure. Keep doing what you guys are doing. Uh, we hope to catch you when you come around in Boston with Slash. Uh, awesome. Thank you so much. Really. Thank you guys. Really, yeah, really enjoy it. Todd, thank you so much. It's been a blast. We had a blast seeing you on the cruise and this right here, talking to you, Kiss, for a little bit has been a thrill. Uh, have a great night tonight. Be safe. Don't fall and hurt yourself before the <laughs> yeah. tour. Uh, yeah. And ha have a great Christmas with the family yeah. and a happy new year. We hope to talk thank to you, you. Uh, Talk to you soon. Be good. Thank happy you. Take care, guys. Big thank love. you. Big love. Big love. Keep doing All what right. you do. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Tom, how cool is Todd Kearns? My God, I mean, seriously, for starters, one of the kindest, most just a friendly down to earth guy who clearly loves talking about what he does. I mean, it was just it was exciting to meet him and talk to him. And uh, you could tell the passion that he has for what he does. You know, obviously, we're a kiss podcast, so we focused on the kiss stuff. And it was just fantastic conversation with him. Yeah, I, I I found him to be, you know, just like all the people we've met. We've we've been lucky. We're on a good track record. We haven't met any assholes along the way. No, um, he continues that trend. He's but he's not just, you know, he's OK. He's a good guy. No, he's a great guy. Um, Very. It was his birthday week. So there was a little bit of scheduling conflict. He didn't say, hey, yeah, it's not going to work. Fuck off. <laughs> you know, buzz me next week. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I'm sorry, guys, not going to work. What can we do about this? Now? You know, he that to me is a like we're not some pissant that he's just like, oh, fucking, I have to deal with these guys. He was so cool about it. He made it work. He we fit in the schedule. I had a, as you can hear, we had to fit it in between my daughter's chorus recital. And what kind of songs are they playing there, Tom? Yeah, they were playing a lot of Kiss classics. Uh, let's put the X in sex. Some kid did an acapella version of You Make Me Rock Hard. It was fantastic. <laughs> yeah. The parents were a little surprised, but it went well. Yeah, and what, And the teacher wore those Paul Stanley white pants and did the Paul Stanley jiggle 
and the you make me rock hard across oh, the stage. Oh yeah, that was fantastic. And then, oh, yeah. and then, oh my god, when the, the when the kids broke out into take it off, the faculty came out, <laughs> oh. and uh, oh, it was fantastic. The fat lunch lady came oh, out. Oh man, she was waving her bloomers <laughs> in the air. Yeah, <laughs> she was licking her lips from the sloppy Joe. <laughs> she now, her hair. See, now I'm thinking of that video that Chris Farley did with Adam Sandler yeah, with the yeah. lunch lady song. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh yeah, we were talking about Todd. I know, really. This is what happens. You both have ADD. <laughs> Regardless, um, Todd was awesome. He gave us like you know the the questions that we were asking him. Like I wanted to know. I it's not okay. When did you pick up the guitar? What were your favorite? In- like right, right. We wanted to have a conversation, and I feel like when you hear us talk to people, it's a conversation and a fun conversation. We, you know, we're not going to be all kiss ass. We're not going to be critical, inviting nice people on and just shit on them. But it was a fun give and take, yeah. and uh, I love hearing his his input about Kiss and how Paul and Gene are still to him. Like we see him, that's how he sees Paul and Gene. Yep. And I wanted to say to him at one point. When I asked him, you know, kiss 2.0, I wanted to do the dumb and dumb. So you're saying there's a chance. Yeah, exactly. Yep. He didn't say no to touring with them. He didn't say no to kiss 2.0. Nope. nope. Well, now all we got to do is push it and make it become viral yeah. in the kiss world. Todd Kearns, Zach Throne, take over kiss 2.0. Yep. It, it was great. I mean, you could tell the questions that we asked him were, were very specific questions. You know, uh, Zeus had a great question about asking, uh, you know, about the feeling, feeling the passion of the crowd when, when you're when you're performing those songs. You know, we were asking him about, you know, talking about the set list. How do you put that set list together? And then, uh, you know, just his relationship with, with Bruce and the guys and, and, and the passion that he has. I mean, you could tell talking. He is a Kiss fan. And he loves what he's doing as much as we love watching him do this, too. So it was just a really great opportunity for us to talk to just a, a, a great guy and a huge Kiss fan. We're, we're just thrilled to have him. And I feel like this will, like a lot of our guests, are, will be a recurring person that yeah. will be, he'll be back. And yeah, uh, we hope. Yeah. And <laughs> I think a Kiss draft with him and will be great. Oh, absolutely. Um, but uh, we hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, I know we did. Yep. And we hope you guys have a lot of feedback and let us know. And make sure you guys go out and support them and, and Bruce yep. and their show coming up in Vegas and his tour with, with slash and his band. I mean, yeah. the, in this day and age to see a great live performance is not, it's not as easy as you think. Well, yeah. seeing Todd perform in either Bruce's band or slashes, you're seeing a great performance. And I'm telling you, I've been banging the drum. I mentioned it tonight during the interview and I did something. I posted something on Twitter check out that minefield album it's fucking fantastic it's a great straight up hard rock record um it's also got a he slipped in a cover of all american man on there uh which is great so check that out it's uh you know it's available on all the streaming service a really good record todd sounds phenomenal as always yeah one other thing tom uh, you mentioned and you were saying to him like he's not doing a cheap paul stanley imitation yeah right yeah. and which, yep. which is what you kind of want he has that kiss spirit in him. Correct. So anybody's going to do Paul and Gene. They can't like Zach can pull it off and stuff. Yeah. And so can Todd without being like, okay, who's this kiss cover group? Or who's this kiss band that yep. 
You know, these guys have that spirit and it works. He doesn't do everything that Paul's doing, but he has that like fucking he feels it when the music's going yeah. and the and the songs and the things that are coming out. I, I just can't say enough about him. Kiss 2.0. We'll see. Yeah. So we hope you enjoyed that. But for now, this is next. Hi, this is Ed Spangenberg of ClickTShop.com. And for all your shouted out loud cast gear and merchandise, please visit ClickTShop.com. At ClickTShop, you can find lots of Kiss-inspired t-shirt designs, plus mugs, hats, hoodies, pillows, and all new fine art selections. And now, here's your question of the week. All right. And our question of the week here comes from Christopher on Facebook. Uh, this is a good question. He has this is going to actually be potentially maybe be an, an episode if we wanted it to be, but we'll kind of do a quick hit here. His question is Has the podcast, or let me rephrase how we wrote it, since you started the podcast, have there been any opinions on something kiss related? that has changed for the better or the worse. So for example, did you have an opinion on a specific album or a specific, you know, song, but now since we're, you know, three years into the, you know, 150 episodes in that now you're like, wow, I can't believe I felt that way about this. She's so European music from the elder right off the top. Okay. Okay. For me. Yeah. I had it. My answer was quick too. Um, and I think it's kind of a little bit of sentimentality for me because it was our very first album review, which was Animalize. Before we started this podcast, in my mind, I'm like, ah, that Animalize, that album is terrible. That's not a good album. It's got Heavens on yeah. Fire. It's got, I fucking love that album. I love the sound of the album. Yeah. It's got a couple of songs. It's got, I know Zeus always jokes about a couple of murder. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, that right there, before this podcast, I used to laugh at that album, but now, I think it's it's a great album. I mean, am I going to put it in my top five? No, but that is one that specifically I've completely done a 180 on how I feel about Animalize. And Zeus, I'm glad you had a quick answer too. So that, that's, a, that's a great question from Christopher. Very good. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, we'll get to that. We'll do reviews of albums afterwards again. Look yes. Backs and things like that. Yep. So thanks for the question. Awesome job. Absolutely. Tom, where can people find us? Okay, so we always say start with our email, shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. Shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. Please email us comments, questions, feedback. Uh, you know, we always try to get to them and read them during the show. Uh, but we tell you this all the time. Even if we do not read it on the show, we are reading them. So please, it, it's, it is not a waste of your time and energy to send us an email. We will read them. Uh, and of course, our social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, very active on all of those. Um, you know, comment, tag us. We love, we love when people tag us on kiss related things. If they see something or if they got a new piece of kiss merch or a new vinyl and they tag us, please do that. We love that. And you can always send us the direct messages on all those platforms as well. Um, and as we mentioned earlier, eternally grateful to our wonderful Patreon family, shout out to our three new members, Chris, Josh, and Joe, we appreciate that. And we appreciate everybody who's been a, a member of the Patreon family. So thank you for that. And uh, we're part of the wonderful Pantheon podcast network of shows, tons of great shows. We're proud to be part of that family too. Uh, and if you're looking for a shout it out loudcast t-shirt, head over to click T shop, get yourself a t-shirt. The holidays are coming. 
get something. There's no better way to say that you love somebody for the holidays than by giving them a shout it out loudcast t-shirt. Tom, I agree with you hundred percent there, buddy. I always like to tell people they can DM us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, we get a, a bunch of like new Instagram DMs too lately. People have been sending stuff for some <laughs> Greg Valentine. I was like, I texted Jericho. The hammer. I said, look, the former intercontinental champion texted <laughs> us. Uh, he had some great comments uh, to us on Instagram. Joe Decker did. Uh, Jason Warden. Daniel Luna loves to send us. And our good friends over at Joyce Home Services. Those guys. Yes. Rock. Love those guys. Yep. Yep. They uh, send some DMs and stuff. So we get them all the time. Send the DMs, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube. YouTube channel. We love those. Please keep subscribing. That number is going up. I think we're at like, I don't know, 395. Let's get to 400. It's getting up there. Yep. Yeah. Let's get to 400. Let's get that. And then we're going to nag you guys to get us to five. So keep that going. Keep subscribing there. Also, give us one of those five Paul Stanley star star Star. (laughs) child reviews on iTunes, uh, Podchaser, Facebook, wherever you can. Give us those five star child reviews. We love them. As a matter of fact, Tom, I think we got one. Do you like kiss? (laughs) Is so. Check out Shout It Out Loudcast. I think that meant to be if. From the first time I heard an episode, I was hooked. I really enjoyed Tom and Zeus. I feel if I lived closer, we would hang out as we share a lot of the same interest in music, movies, maybe minus sports. Go Cowboys. No, um, Jason. Yeah, we, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how this goes. Uh, this, along with Talk is Jericho. And Growing Up Rock are on my must-listen-to podcast each week. Forget it now. <laughs> Fucking Sonny. <laughs> well, 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 Steve, you know, we like Stephen Michael, but Sonny? Uh, Sonny Pooney. <laughs> oh, God. <sighs> Rough. Oh, fucking Pooney. <laughs> Regardless, getting back on track. Uh, check it out. If you do like Kiss and have any kind of sense of humor, This is the podcast for you. Welcome to the show. Now, I will hang out with you. Jace 430. You said that you think this is Jason Warden? I know it's Jason Warden. Oh, perfect. Well, we love you, Jason. Absolutely. We love Jason. And we'll love to hang out with you. But we're not playing Cycle Circus if we're hanging out. No. And we're not dressing up as Dallas Cowboy Cheerleaders either. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and we're not hanging out with Sonny Pooney either. We Although he's a Cowboys fan, so you can hang out with him. Yeah. For a little bit, we'll let you hang out with him. You're not, <laughs> not going to want to. You're going to want to hang out with us. But listen, Jace430, Jason, if it is you, thank you, man. We really appreciate it. This, this shit means the world to us. Absolutely. We, we can't thank you guys enough. We can't thank our Shout It Out Loudcast family, all the kindness you guys have exhibited, not just like just from the feedback from the gifts, from the Pantheon, from the reviews, just all the time. Yeah. All the time. We're really appreciative of everything and we really love you guys. We really do. So thank you again for that. Thank Um, you. Thank you. And Tom, we always like to leave with famous last words. You got any? Oh, I do. Working like a dog baby all day long. Tell you 
what I'm going to do. Take you in the cellar. Let me be your fella. I'm going to teach you something new. Ow! Great song. Oh, hell yeah. Very underrated. All right. In honor of our guest, who I believe said this was his song, I read your mind like an open book. You lost the fire in your eyes. Nice. You turn to me with a different look. And then it's raining. Looks like it's raining. Todd Kearns, thank you. You are the best. Tom, you're the best. Kiss Army, Loudcasters, you're the best. Yes, my friend. Uh, special <laughs> thanks. Uh, eternal gratitude to the great Todd Kearns. Thank you so much for joining us. We had a wonderful time. You were an amazing guest. Great conversation. Thank you, everybody out there. Loudcasters, listeners, Patreons, everybody out there. We love you guys. Zeus, thank you as always. Peace out, Girl Scout.